let me move some shit around. Cause usually I have a little extra on the front in case Pause. I need to use wait, it. Pause. Wait, wait, wait. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta drop it off. You gotta drop it off. <laughs> drop that potato off. Okay. Right now. Hot potato. I'm gonna tell you, if he pull up with a potato. You might need to go home. Oh, I don't Lord, know. I'm taking I... that potato. <laughs> Baked potato. That's a man with a disease. I hate to break it to Oof. you. Is that oh. what the street cold of potato is? Because if it is, I am reevaluating my whole entire Ain't life. nobody ever said, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to drop this bitch off some potatoes. Drop that potato, fam. Sounds sexy. What's crazy is... <laughs> you like potatoes, though. Okay. Was I went to the grocery store and saw an eggplant. Like, I mean, I knew what an eggplant was, clearly. I mean, it's, but when you go to the store and you see an eggplant in the produce section, mm-hmm. that's a whole different perspective. Word. Did you only know what an eggplant was, though, from the emoji, or had you known what it was prior to that? I know what it was from pictures. Okay. I mean, I've been in school. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I knew what it was. I knew what it looked like. I knew it was purple and this whole deal. And then they had the eggplant challenge or whatever it was on the thing. And I was like, all right, that's weird. But then when you actually go see, because I never actually put my eyes on the eggplant. No homo. But This is uh, a great topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, put, I put my eyes on an eggplant in real life. And I was like, that's a big motherfucking. That's a big like, ass eggplant. I've felt <laughs> like that before. Yeah, <laughs> like, but what's odd about it is if you go pick up an eggplant, that some bitch is light. Like yeah, it's, it's no a weird veggie, yo. It's kind of weird, you know. But eggplant isn't sexual to me. Like I went grocery shopping the other day, and I was by the zucchini and cucumber, and I was like, "Man, I'd fuck the shit out of the zucchini." Fam. Wait, you just said it's not sexual to you. The eggplant oh, okay, isn't, it, but the it. zucchini. That's more sexual And the cucumber, I'm like, yo, I could do some things with this. Yo, what the fuck? But the fact that those, like, the, the, the banana, how did all this get skipped over to jump right into the eggplant? The bananas may not be firm enough. I don't know. All right. I'll take the banana but, over there. But still, no one went, like, let's do the cucumber challenge. This went straight to the most odd-shaped vegetable. Maybe it was, like, the most PG. Nah, man, that... At the, when it first tried. Unless you sound like old dirty ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know that man. They can't stop. Number one sound track in the world. Black on. Even the number one movie was making records. Making the whole movie. Soundtrack. Making the soundtrack. I told y'all. I told y'all. I'm going to show y'all how to clean your dirty money. This is the I'm Kind of Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode. Episode 74. It feel like I've been in 74 a long time. Episode 74 of the Kind of Famous Podcast. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, P-O-D, dot com, the official website. Facebook.com slash Kind of Famous Pod. Also go over there. That's where all the bullshitting is happening. And uh, arrowfilms.com, A-R-O-W-E films.com, my official website. Uh, about to do some updating on that because we're getting real close to dropping this uh, from the ground up docu-series pretty soon. We locked in the person who's going to do the vendors for the shirts and hats and shit. 
And uh, we're going to do some some different cool rapper type shit. We're trying to drop this on some rapper type shit. Because we're talking with rappers. So it should be dope. It's coming. I don't know when it's coming. It's coming soon, like December, late December, mid-December, something like that. Um, but I'm going to have more conversation about that on Arrow Films. We got to do some shooting this weekend for bonus content. We're going to put the Patreon shit together. Uh, and working on some events in town, so should be interesting. But I don't know where we at. We getting there. Uh, this week have some guests on. Wait a minute, is there anything else I'm gonna say? Uh, oh, uh, David Rickles fight. The, when I record this, I don't know when you hear it, but David Rickles fights Bellator two ten, um, Friday, November thirtieth. So. Watch that. He always does ratings, so I really don't have to tell you to watch it. But watch it. We did a lot of great promo together. Venom, training, gear, and all that. They are, we are bonded together now. So after this fight, we should be doing more work together with Venom. V-E-N-U-M. Go look that up if you need training gear and whatnot. If you're a fighter. All right. This week, I got two guests on. Kind of like one guest, two guests, because it's, they have their own podcast that they do together. Zio and Rome. Hey. What's up? All right, so we're going to do some meta shit to make this work, but you shouldn't be able to tell what happened when you listen to this episode. <laughs> I just I have something to say. All right. I want you to know that I can legit visualize you rubbing your hands and doing <laughs> the hand claps like a real swaying nigga. Like I feel like forth. I can see you swaying all that. I well, can you see know, you through this audio, bro. Cool. Well, look, let me, I'm going to keep my hands on my, I'm doing the bird, man. Yeah, I hear the bird, man. I, I see, see it. it. It's I like in my it. head. You're I'm good. visualizing it right well, now. Well, you know, we try to transcend audio. You know what I mean? Oh, we yeah. want you hey. to visualize what's happening here. Yeah, the Quiet Storm of Podcasts. It's only, nah, it's only right. <laughs> that, that ain't me. That's y'all. Y'all got the Quiet Storm. <laughs> you see, I start with the energy. Is that right? That's, I mean, I tried to. Yeah, <laughs> you did good. All right. So they got their own podcast, Zio and Rome podcast. Uh, I'm glad that they say the name because when I was looking at it, well, the first time I saw y'all podcast, I'm like, how the fuck do you say that? Zio and Rome. Or... I get that with just my name by itself. So, I mean, I understood the whole Zio and Rome situation. Zio is just like the short of my name, so we won't get into like how complicated it can actually get. We got time. <laughs> we don't got time, trust me. All right. Well, it's the Zio and, Ro- Zio and Rome podcast, and I was trying to figure out how did I even run into y'all podcast? Like, I think it was through Toxic Heart. That's exactly how. I mean, I wanted to tell the story, but go ahead. I mean... <laughs> Oh, I thought you were still trying to figure it out. I'm but sorry. But yeah, that's how Sean Miles, he came, he, we, um, I did a version of his, uh, podcast and then he came on and we talked about, uh, gun safety right after that was the original, it ended up being in the fifth, being the 50th episode. I want the 50th episode to be something different, but then the shooting happened or a couple shootings happened. And then he asked me about being on the show. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. And every now and again, I have a plan that I have to push around because real shit happens in real time. Uh-huh. And so, but then that's that's how I figured it out. I was like, because y'all have y'all shirts. 
through the same people they had their church through. Now, wait a minute. So do you know him personally? I don't know him personally. Oh, okay. So I know him personally through my brother. And it just so happened that we both decided to kind of get into this podcast thing at the same time, which was weird. But um, it's been a really, really dope journey, you know, um, watching him do that and him watching us from afar. So, you know, it's nice to see like how the podcast community kind of bridges and, you know, connects you with other people. So that's dope. That's how it happened. That's why a good plug is a good plug. Word, word. Now, before uh, I, I, we got going, going <laughs> into the podcast, Rome decided that she wanted to say getting dick is hard. Or right, what, yeah. what was the statement that you made? Actually, getting dick is not hard here. Well, hopefully it's hard when you're getting That's what it's it, like. I need but... hard dick, but I don't need dick to be hard. Word, church. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just feel like getting dick in general is not hard if I was willing to accept any kind of dick. But we're talking about someone putting their member inside of me, fam. So you got to be selective to a certain extent. You got to feel the vibe. You can't have B.O., your teeth, your face, all that shit's got to be right. And it's like finding that perfect combination of acceptable person and acceptable penis. It's a process and it's it's hard. And then when you do find it, trying to coordinate schedules and trying to get it on demand is very challenging. And I'm still trying to, I'm recently single, so I'm still trying to navigate and um, cope with not being able to get dick on demand. But that's coming soon. Via product release, <laughs> we're we're coming out with Dick on Demand yeah, very we, soon. We, we talked about that last episode. And if you want more like this, you can go, go visit the Zio and Rome podcast on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, on all pa- podcast platforms. Yeah, yes. check it out. All right. So also you, that you you get whatever dick thrown at you, and it's not like that's the type of dick that you want. And the dick that you do want, it's like, why aren't you throwing it at me? Yeah, man, throw it at me. Straight out my face. See, oh my y'all say that shit, but I I bet the right dick is tossing his way at you from time to time. Mm, not when I want it, though. See, that's why I'm see y'all got all these damn stipulations. I'll take it whenever, but when I want it, I want it. And I'll be like, hey, babe, what you doing? And it's always, I, I don't want to hear excuses when I'm horny. I, wanna I don't want to hear excuses right when there. I'm horny. But I get a ton of them. Oh, I gotta do this. I've been. I had a busy day. Y'all got more. Y'all got a shit ton of excuses when it comes to making I'm a dick appointment. I'm trying to think of the last time someone asked me for some pussy, and I was like, can't make it. The only time I make an excuse is if I don't like the person and if I don't want them. But if I already got that chemistry and I know you're gonna deliver, and I'm like, yo, I gotta go get this dick right now because I don't know when I'm gonna get it again. I right, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, let's back up a little bit because see, there's a difference. See, me and my homie, we talk about this all the time when we in the pursuit. When we in the pursuit, y'all do be on that bullshit. But then when the dick get dropped off, oh my god, y'all got all the time in the world. Facts. I mean, that means you delivering I mean, like dominoes. You just gotta make time. Sometimes you just gotta make time. That's what we be saying. Hey, just come chill. Come ki- whatever it is we trying to do. It don't matter what it is I'm trying to do. It ain't always Netflix. I be trying to take you somewhere. 
Let you enjoy yourself. So you know I can do this outside shit too. Okay. And then y'all still be bullshit. It's scary coming to your house. I go to your house. I go in a goddamn tent if you want me to. Okay. But I just need you to to show up. What's up? What did you say? I'll take some tent dick. Sounds intense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That was good. Thanks. (laughs) So, but no, like, but that is so bizarre to me. We, we, We trip about this all the time. It's like, when you're trying to make these arrangements happen, when you're trying to do some quality things to lead up to the dick appointment, the true dick appointment, everything else is preliminary dick appointment. But the true dick appointment can't do it. But when you drop it off, oh man, they they parents never die again. No fan, no one's ever sick Their again. Parents, I don't think your parents could die again. But I mean, the amount of women who got parents that's in the hospital when you're trying to do the preliminary dick things Son. is amazing. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gotta take it all Son. the way to the parents in the hospital Mom, to tell yeah, you no. I'll just tell you straight up, it's not it's not gonna happen, fam. I'll blame it like I gotta cook dinner, I gotta my ankle hurts. Like I'm not taking it. I'm not dodging dick and using my parents as an excuse. My biggest excuse for dick is probably I'm a mom, so I have shit to do. I'm on my period again. Again for the (laughs) second time this month. (laughs) Shit's crazy, yo. I'm I'm not sure what's happening. My cycle must be changing. But as soon as that dick drop, get dropped off, boy, does that child be with the father all the time? Listen, sometimes you got to figure situations out before you can uh, go ahead and just give the green light all the damn time. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, but but the complaint is the dick that you want don't is not throwing it at you. He tied. It's high demand. Look, dick that's <laughs> in high demand. Of? Dick that's in high demand typically, and if you're both single. He's fucking other people. I'm just like, just give me a day. Can my day be Thursday? Say, I wish a motherfucker would be like, you know, every Can Wednesday. Thursday be my day? That's all I'm trying to say. So I know, I feel like if I already know when my next session is going to be, then I could chill. Not if it's not. I, do you, you think this is a factual statement that you're saying? I feel like, all right, I got a Thursday DM in rotation. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to get some on Thursday, blah, 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 blah. So if I'm horny today, I'm like, yo, let me just rub one out. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get it in a couple of days on Thursday and chill. You know what I mean? I ain't going to hit homie up and be like, yo, what are you doing tonight? I don't have to go through that whole dialogue because that's what I hate doing. I hate feeling like I got to ask for the dick because that makes me feel lame. Mm. I, I'd rather be like, yo, today's Thursday. We good? See you soon. So I got Thursday dick in rotation. I'm like, you know what? Dick once a week is not good enough. Let me get a Tuesday dick. Whoa. Right now is Tuesday dick the same as Thursday dick or you might alternate. No, I'm like, I can see if he wants to add a day to the week. If he's like, (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) If he's like, I can't do it. Then you get a Tuesday dick. I'm going to have to. Okay. That's what I have to do. Okay. I got it. Noted. I'm discovering new things about Rome. I'm just saying that's I'll do it. Okay. Now, if you're trying to be my all the time dick, then you need to do all the time dick things. You know now, what I'm saying? I, now, legitimately, Hold on. What's all the time dick things? You you gotta all the time. You gotta be. You know. You gotta be trying to. You gotta earn the right 
to exclusivity. That's what that means. You want to be the exclusive person that I'm being intimate with, then you need to act like an exclusive nigga. Mm. You gotta do exclusive shit. You gotta do exclusive shit. Drop one of clues bombs on them. <laughs> no, we, we don't do the soundboard. <laughs> All right, so check this. All right, so so my partner, this same partner, we had this conversation. Like, um, he got an issue. He got an issue with with double booking. So we tend to believe we 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 believe that women would never show up on the first appointment on the first like plan. We always think that, yeah, she said Friday, but Friday, she's going to be like, I got some shit to do or something come up. So we, so he double books. That's dangerous. That's super dangerous. That is so dangerous. So what you do is you book one for eight. You book one for 10. If eight don't come through, be like, yo, since you late or didn't show I up, I made other plans. I'm stepping out. I'll catch you another day. Boom. You're 10 o'clock going to roll through. Well, this is worked so flawlessly for a while. Up, eight o'clock shows up. You don't want to rush her out. Then you tell the ten o'clock that your dad's in the hospital. <laughs> That's when you kill your parents. <laughs> That's when, oh shit, my dad died. <laughs> Gotta go. Can't do ten. <laughs> my dad died at nine fifty. Because you can't be like you can't be like I can't do ten because my eight o'clock appointment's still here. Mm. Let me tell you. So my partner, this same this guy, he he double booked and this time. This time, it worked flawlessly for a while because we just, it's, it has always worked that the first time they want to kick it, that they never kick it. This time, it, ha- it so happened, he he set this situation up and both of them was going to commit, but he forgot one of them was playing that day because the, ca- the first one oh, showed shit. up. So at the crib, He's over knocking one. He's knocking one down. They fall asleep. The other one shows up, knocks on the oh, door because she was following no. her time schedule. No. After she got off work, she was going to pull up. Nah. She pulled up. Now he's in this predicament of what to do. Do I answer the door? Or do I not answer the door? Oh, you don't Jesus. answer the door. He, no. rolled, oh, he rolled the dice. See, we men. We don't gamble, but we gamble. I hate y'all. Tell me what his gamble was, please. Tell me he did not answer the door. I mean, then I can't tell you the rest of the story because the man opened the door. He gonna have to, then he gonna have to explain to eight o'clock why he ain't answering the door. Either way, it's a lose, lose. No, not really. He could be like, yo, there's this crazy bitch that's been trying to get at me forever. Yo, just girl, I'm telling you right now, just please, please just be quiet. Yo, that's good. You can play it off like that. Like, this how good the dick is, fam. I got bitches coming from the past. You want to stay with this. <laughs> Ghost of Christmas you know past for the dick. Um, yo, finagle that shit. Well, I wish he had that kind of finesse, but no. He answers the door. He has a chit-chat in the living room. He stays in the living room. Oh, fuck. He's dumb. So old girl knocked out. They kicking it up front. This was after work. This like 11 p.m. midnight, some shit. Old girl up front fall asleep. He goes back to the bedroom, lays down. He trying to, we all do this as men. Y'all probably don't know this. We try to fake sleep. So we fa- he tried to fake sleep and just stay up to monitor the situation. Oh, my God. To, <laughs> to figure out what to do. But he fell asleep oh because God. when you bust a good one, you're tired, tired. Yeah. 
So he falls asleep. I hear the snoring. I know that shit ain't fake. She got up. The girl that was in the bedroom got up, went up front to get whatever shit that she tried to get. Come back, wake him up. Hey, somebody is asleep on your couch. Oh, my God. Then he was like, yeah, I know. (gasps) Time out. Time out, please. Does your friend listen to your podcast? Oh, yeah. I talk about him all the time. Okay, sir, I need to have a conversation with you, whatever your name is. Daniel. Daniel. That's a <laughs> good name. Out, That's a good name. Hey, he know. My dad and my brother are named Daniel. Um, Daniel, son, don't, don't do that shit again, because let me tell you something about bitches, and I'm sure you know this. Bitches be crazy, and I want to venture to hope that neither one of these women were Puerto Rican. Can, can I... Can I venture? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, okay, why? because if at least one of them were, someone would have really got hurt that day. We don't know the rest of the story. Did someone get hurt that day? Well, his feelings got hurt. Uh, so, I would have hurt more than feelings. You better so, believe that. So, so take this, uh, 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 to fast forward things, one of them ends up being his baby mom. Oh, Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. Ends up being meaning that at that point they weren't, correct? They wasn't. The one, I tell you, the one that was on the couch ends up being the one. Sometimes uh, you got to sleep on the couch to get the baby. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nigga. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I got to sleep on no couch and I still got a baby. From couch to delivery room. So fast forward to today. Double booked again. He's he's rolling dice. Again? Yeah, this was uh, this was way some time ago. Wow! But now he's double booked today. <gasps> so, I'm I, I'm I'm so I'm so like I'm as curious in today, to know how this literally goes. today. As in today, as in the day that we record. Tell this. him to slide us the phone number of one of the the double booked he wants to cancel. I'm gonna Word cancel up. that for him Yo, right we, now. We got a service on the side besides the Zero Roll podcast, and it's called We Do Shit You Don't Want to Do. Yeah, let us know. We yeah. handle that shit for you, man. Well, we're going to see what happens. I'm because soon as this is done, I got to actually, you know what? I'm going to text him now. Tell uh, him we're willing to cancel gently. Nah, he's not going to cancel because one, he's very passive aggressive. So like he has, I tell him he has no finesse. But so, that's why we have to do it for him. We're offering very valuable services here. We've kicked people out of apartments before. Have we? Huh? Rome kicked people out of apartments. Oh, before. I did inadvertently. I yeah, yeah, I does this. Yeah, nigga, we did a drive by with the hold on double <laughs> book. Chick, <laughs> sin. There we go. We'll see. We'll hopefully we get an update before we finish. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. This is great. Now, so y'all haven't double booked. You've never double booked before. Never. I'd rather take the L of not getting any dick and then hitting someone up last minute like, yo, I'm thinking about you want to come through after I see my first plan didn't work through. That's the type of gamble I'm willing to take. Going a night without dick, right, versus a night with two of my lovers face to face. I might have double booked before, but it might have only been like someone who asked me to do something and I had already asked someone that I wanted to do something with. And it depends on who, if the person that I want to mess around with falls through, then I'll go ahead with the other option. No, but have you double book like people come both oh, no, meet no, me no, at no. my house? No, 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 no. See, that's, that's just crazy. Dangerous. That's dangerous. I don't like, I like to live, you know, dangerously, but that's 
Ain't too dangerous. That's for my some blood. Daniel shit. <laughs> yeah, that's some Daniel shit. <laughs> now Daniel has just... now become a verb. Yo, yo, you better not Daniel that shit. Hey, he be he, he practically is a verb in my life. I do everything, man. You be doing that bush. But Damn, let me ask Daniel. this: This is uh, what what did he just say? He says that he believes this is weird because I think he would like Rome a lot, but Whoa. then, <laughs> but then. I don't think I'd I th- like him without the fucking. <laughs> well, and that's because you know, you know, these these are trade yeah. secrets. But I think if he listens to the show too, he would also say you was full of shit. Because I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Just because I know him. Because he feels like women are lazy. Women don't really want dick like they say they want dick. He Has he been with a bitches. Puerto Rican? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? One this chick that he's double dipping, double booking with. This is his first Hispanic chick he's ever messed with. Don't change his life. Already has. Okay, see. I'm telling you, Puerto Ricans like we tend to be really horny. I don't know what it is. Oh no, that's the situation. That's the situation. He's she told him that she has to go on like at least two dates with him before they can do anything. That's fair. But he has, she has put out there like she's willing, but it, she wants to do too. And he was like, look, if you want to give me the pussy, why are we even doing this? Whoa, he can't be patient. Two dates ain't shit, fam. Yo, you got to put in work, man. After them two dates, you ain't got to take her on no more dates because once she get the dick, if the dick is right, she going to be like, nigga, I'll just bring me some french date. fries on the way. Is that all it takes? I mean, dick. if she's if if she's dick deprived, right, and she's feeling the dick, at some point, like I totally forget about the whole dating concept, taking me out for a date. But it depends on the circumstance. Now, if her eye is on marriage and big fairy tale shit, then she might play the whole dating game or whatnot. But some women, they just feel like it's so hard to find that connection and someone they have that sexual chemistry with. That they'll take whatever they can get. Unfortunately, yeah. that's the reality of it. Yeah, it depends on what they see in the situation at hand. If it's easy, if it's convenient, when we're together, like it, it feels cool. You know what I mean? If I'm vibing with you and want mu- something more than just dick, yeah, I'm. Gonna... I, I mean, I got my own money. If I want a steak, it's nothing, fam. Like Hurry I could, up. I could do that for myself, but I can't get myself that dick. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I mean, that's, that's that talk your talk. So I'm saying, let them but, know. I enjoy a good date if I see a future with you. But if it's only entertainment, then it's like we could skip the fondue shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Someone sent me a topic. I'm going to bring, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to that. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, what did you just say? How do, how do, how does a man know when a woman is dick deprived? Like, how do I know who I can hit up? And be like, oh man, she's gonna be about the dick versus the chick who wants me to be in her forever life. I could tell you. Mm, I could tell you. And this is based off observations of someone very close to me. I know what she does when she wants it. Oh Lord. I'm not gonna say any names, so and if you want more of this, you can check out the Zero and Rome podcast on Spotify <laughs> and all podcast platforms. Go ahead. She'll uh wink like at the after she says something cool she'll like wink at you like see what i did there <laughs> um she'll lick her lips she'll gently touch your shoulder Whatever. or your arm wait a minute what is this dick or in. is this uh 
dick a date. What? Let's call this dick a no, date. No, this is like this is like you meet at a bar, mm. you know, and this is your first time meeting her. So she's winking at you. She licks her lips. She's laughing a lot. She's leaning in. First she's of all, gently I'm touching you. That means she wants a dick, fam. I'm telling you. Pick up on all them cues. Listen, girls touch guys a lot during conversation when they're trying to kind of subliminally say something. And they're if, like, yeah, it's like we can be touching other ways, basically. Yeah, That's come, really what's touch being me said. back, fam. Yeah. Like put your hand on my hip. Nigga, just aren't you getting the clue? Like I'm touching you. Yeah. This ain't no me too, fam. That's I what I'm saying. You first. It's the me too movement. We don't know what's I what. I touched you first, For fam. Real. I think that if I mean, listen, let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room. Rome is talking about me. Okay, so with me, I tend to do things like that. Like if I'm feeling a dude and we're having conversation, I because I can be a bitch, too. So if I'm not feeling you, you can be talking all the game in the world. And I'll literally just stare blankly at your face like you are saying absolutely nothing to me. But if the conversation's going and I'm feeling you, I'm definitely placing my hand on your shoulder, leaving it there a couple seconds longer than I should smiling a lot, winking during conversations. Like, if you're not picking up on these clues, you clearly have a problem, and I may not even want the dick because you're so clueless. Jokes with sexual innuendos. Yo, if I'm doing that with you, then that's, like, the biggest bullseye, my nigga. Because, like, naturally, I'm a bitch. I'm, like, really cool, and I try to be funny with it, but it takes time to warm me up to get on that level. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I got to get familiar. But if off our first meeting, I'm laughing, I'm smiling in your face, I'm doing the gentle touch, and I'm like, that's what she said. Or if I do some goofy-ass sexual innuendo, like, son, you better fucking make that fucking touchdown. Word up. Stop playing games. Even if you're scared to make that touchdown at that night, you definitely better get my number and be aware that at some point, that touchdown got to be made. Yeah. Now, does he who who who's making all right, let's say he uh let's say um uh, he does play the long game a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how long we talking? And, well, we talking maybe, you know, like I right, y'all meet. He like, like okay, six, this what's up. Y'all exchange numbers and then y'all do a little back and forth, maybe do a kick it. Yeah. At what point who who making that are you waiting for him to engage or are you gonna engage? In terms of getting the sex? Yeah. Like making the sex shift? Yeah. Mm, I will let it be very clear. If I'm like, yo, this dude is scared. He probably doesn't feel comfortable shifting gears. So I'm going to continue to, I'm going to probably gently become a little more aggressive with the clues to where he becomes comfortable. As soon as homie goes for the kiss, like it's going to be very clear after that. If a nigga go for the kiss... It better be clear to you where we going. Oh, I know. That's true. I know. Because we are not taking that. Sh- we That's a layup. And if we shoot the layup, it's like, look, this is going to be what it's going to be. Now, okay. What What is the... All right, hold on. Let me... Because first of all, because I know my people, what, we need some zodiacs. What's the signs in it? What's the signs? What's your sign? Zeo is a Libra. Okay. And, uh, Libra game. Aquarius. Okay. What about you? I'm a Libra. Okay. Oh, Libra shit. nation in the house. OVO, you know. But hey. uh, all right. Mm. Who you said? Uh, did you say Aquarius? Yes. yes. Stay with. 
Okay. Yes, tell her to stay away because I technically. Wait, I thought he said stay wet. No, he says stay. What the fuck? Stay away. He says stay away. It's it's supposedly a known fact that Libras and Aquarius make the best partners. Oh, I I I said stay wet, but whatever. (laughs) Are you telling me to stay? Why are you saying stay wet? Because that's what I heard. Cause, cause, cause it's water. Whatever. Oh, well, okay, I, okay. These okay, jokes don't write it, themselves. It. I mean, got it, got it. Whatever. Right. <laughs> I will try my best to stay wet. Although it's getting kind of hard the older I get. What? I told you what to do about that, fam. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. <laughs> uh, huh? What happened? <laughs> don't worry. It's old people shit, fam. Don't worry about it. This old it. old lady shit. All right, man. If you want more of this uh, on the Zero and Wrong <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You check them out on Spotify. You get a lot of this. You get a lot of old people talk. They they even talk about PTO and shit. If you really want to get into like your work life. Yo, we talk about that crazy life. We talk about that real life. And we try to blend it all together the best that we can. Yo, you like the PTO shit. I feel like affects everybody. The FMLA rules. The fucking. um, What was the shit we were talking about the other day, CO? Um, EAP program through oh, your yeah. job, uh, um, employee assistance program. Man, y'all sleeping on all that shit. And let's talk about it. Let's let's be real. Who can blend PTO, FMLA, all of this knowledgeable information, work related, and still talk about sucking dick to save your grandma's life, all in the same sentence? And if you want more of this, you can listen to Zero and Wrong podcast on our podcast platforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. Speaking of uh, on that shit, on not the dick for grandma, but PTO yeah. <laughs> work yeah. life. Okay. <laughs> now, you know, uh, you, hold on. Let me gather myself. You can do this. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy to me at my job. It's the same way. Niggas know about these benefits like no other. Mm-hmm. We tell you in a heartbeat, man. You better take your goddamn PTO. Use it to lose that shit. White people just be there just hanging out. I don't want to take off. I'm like, nah, fam. Take off. Get that shit. You sick? Something going wrong? You got you get a lot of migraines? Stop taking PTO, man. Get some of that FMLA. Just take off when you want to take off. Give them yeah. the 40 hours back. Yeah. It's, it's just That's crazy. That's why I ain't got no more PTO for the rest of the year. That's why I couldn't fly to see my grandma when she broke her fucking shoulder because i was doing nigga shit and taking off for every fucking well i get sick a lot so you know if if i just woke up one day and i'm like yo I ain't f- i'm not feeling well today then i would just be like that's what pto's for and i would take the day off but now that i'm feeling a lot better i'm like yo i gotta be very strategic with my pto in 2019 i can't wait for january dog i already got like three trips in my head planned Word up. i still have like 48 hours of PTO and I'm rolling into the new year. So we'll see. Y'all don't know my situation. It, it feel like I don't take Yo, off. negative? Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Fuck no. Like, my boss has to tell me, man, you got this many. You need to use this shit. Yo. And I'm like, dog, I be taking off. But yeah, I'm rolling over 40 and I ain't going on December 20th. I don't come back to work till the next year. Oh, wow. wow. That is the life I want to live. That's well, what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I do that every year, but like to do it and I always have shit to roll over. It's like, man, you got to do something. And I be t- I take out quite a bit, but 
Shit. I, I woke up Wednesday, didn't know I didn't have to go to work. I was like, damn, all right. I guess I, I hey, got you must dressed. Really love your job. Hey, you know what I mean? Fuck that. Uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> and don't give me shit on my job. On no. Okay, boss. Um, I'm gonna roll into this topic. So I got, I got a, uh, I got someone always sending me topics, and I actually, uh, you said something earlier that made me want to talk about what she sent me. Okay. She said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the list of what she just. This person sent me like two weeks ago, uh, to talk about." She, she wanted me to talk about swingers, swinging, okay, threesomes, uh, what's this? Handling, oh, handling finding a old gangbang tape of your partner. Now, what? I, I didn't get it either. I asked her, why are you even holding on to a gangbang tape? And she was like, some people look at it as like trophies. Like, you're the one being gangbanged or just gangbang porn? No, this is a sex tape of either you a part of a game bang. I guess you are in some form a part of a game bang and your Holy partner shit. finding out, finding oh. the content of you being a part of this. Oh, Jesus. Sexcapade. So basically, it's like, what would I do if I found out, found a tape of my partner participating in a game bang? Yeah. Oh. But that's not what I want to talk about. I'm just giving you the list of shit that she Got sent. It. Me. Got oh. it. Now the Jeez. one I did want to talk about it said, um, "When persistence becomes tedious," and I asked her to explain that. Like, what do you mean? Uh, da, 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 da. when you know, when you know what, when you know what and who you want, and you're pursuing them and trying to show them who they are. And who you want. Show them who you are and what they're... Basically, uh, uh, how long do you pursue someone to show them, like, look, I'm really fucking with you to where it becomes, look, am I waiting for you to fix yourself and fix your situation or am I just filling a void? Hmm. Uh I mean, I I don't got the patience for that shit, like... It depends because if it's like I really like the person and the sex is great, I'm willing to be patient and put in the energy so that way. Because if I approach it with the all or nothing type deal, like, yo, I want all of you or none of you, then that means I get no dick. I don't get those great phone calls, those great laughs we share, all that shit. So it's like I got to be a little patient. But if it gets to a point where it's like, yo, I'm over here taking it with somebody that really isn't ready to go all in with me, which is cool, but it's like I'm putting 100% focus on him. Meanwhile, I may be missing out on all these other opportunities with someone who may be willing to give me more or something better. Then that's when it's like, maybe I should, since he ain't ready to go all in, maybe I should give him less energy and give my energy to somebody else. I, I think eventually it turns into that because the moment that you get stuck on that one guy and you start to be persistent and you're not getting what you want, you're going to come off like you're a nagging little bitch. It's yeah. going to become unattractive. You're a nuisance. And um, the shit's going to fizzle out anyway. So I don't know. How long is too long? It depends, man. It's a vibe, unfortunately. 
I think whenever it starts to feel like you're putting in more work than the other person. Now, that's not to say that right away when you feel that way that you should just give up because when you're putting effort into anything, there's going to be moments where the other person's making more effort than you or vice versa. Sometimes you have to pick up the slack or whatever it is that may be going on. But I think that when it feels like it's a continuous situation of you putting in more work and that person not reciprocating that at least to the same level mm-hmm. or or close to it might be time to go i think when you're like genuinely feeling frustrated that's like i feel like emotions are a really good indicator yeah and i think it's important to be unselfish in situations like that but also not be blind yeah you got to be true to yourself and true to your emotions and and just because you're frustrated don't mean that a nigga got to bow down, Word but up. it's probably a moment for you to take a look at yourself and be like, okay, since you can't be demanding of homeboy, either you need to reset your expectations or maybe you need to just dial it back with homeboy and start finding something else to maintain your attention or just dead the whole thing altogether and pursue something different. So those emotions, I feel, are a good checkpoint to either reevaluate the current situation or to just switch your whole style up. Now, as women, do you <clears throat> have you been so women tend to I think you guys get a longer leash than we do when it comes to a situation like that. Like we be dead as frustrated trying to figure out, do she fuck with me for real, for real? Or do she not? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm 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 chasing, I'm showing them my, you know, every nigga like I'm a real nigga, I'm solid, I'm this, that, and the third. And yet for some reason, there's that reserv you a woman will have a reservation and saying, you know, I just got out of a relationship or whatever, whatever it is. Um, have you guys ever felt like you were that person that was kind of I, for lack of better words, leading a man on? Yes. Um, yeah, I think we've all been there. Here's the thing, like women are the forbidden fruit, right? And I'm not trying to toot my own horn or CO's horn, but I'm going to be real with you. Like, I feel like it's very difficult to find women that are well-rounded, that like you can have a conversation, feel like you're chopping it up with your homeboys, you know what I mean? Have great sex. She could cook a good meal. She can... She has her own ambition. She's not trying to use you. And I feel like when men find something that they're like, oh, my gosh, like it's so hard to find a woman that has all these qualities. Those are the ones that dudes get stuck on. And they're like, yo, I'm not even looking for a girl. But like, I feel like it's very hard for me to find women like this. And that's what that's where the leash comes into play. It's like I'm willing to pay the long game. Because she's worth it. And it's like, I got to have that. And and that's y'all problem. Y'all feel like once y'all are like put that goal in your head of like, I got to have that. Y'all are like, y'all going to take it to the limit like the best you can until you just be like, fuck this shit. Yeah, but that's also kind of like to play the other side of that. I feel like some men actually have that. They'll have that with a female and then a baddie will walk by with a bat with a fat ass. And they're like, well, I'm willing to risk it all, nigga. It don't matter. Yeah, so, I don't I see. Like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna push things, back though. on that a little bit because when we like, when we really, here's the thing. Let me let me get comfortable. Take a quick swig. Now what are we swigging, huh? What are we swigging on? I you know, a little something in this cup, ain't it? Oh, you know, I'm I'm you know Jesus juice. Uh, 
a dude like when a dude likes you likes you like that like when they really like okay this is everything i'm looking for he will like he good like that's when you got the good nigga that's when he good good he he ain't fucking with nothing else he tunnel vision right on you but over time when it starts to get frustrating he builds that resentment where he's like i'm gonna keep fucking with her because i see this quality but i'm not seeing i don't know what the fuck it is you want and when you ask those questions you try to have those conversations you get the little swerve type of conversation where and then there's these points where you're like okay i think she fucking with me but look i need to drop some dick off and then you start seeing these other chicks on the side until mm-hmm. this person decides that she want to go ahead and get in the game I don't know. I got to call bullshit on that. I, I feel like I feel like when your woman in your eyes goes from goddess to human. That's when niggas like I feel like when we first meet, you're like, oh, my gosh, she's a goddess. Mm. She's a fucking goddess. She's amazing. But the moment I have a bad fucking day and I do some shit that makes me human then that's when all of a sudden it's okay for you to get distracted for a minute, take a break from my human moment and go get some pussy. And then, and then a nigga want to catch himself telling me like, Oh, if I fuck with another bitch, it's only entertainment. You know what I mean? We don't have feelings for these bitches. It's just just entertainment. It's like, I get that because let me tell you something. Women are beautiful, man. We come in so much, like there's so much fucking variety. You know, it's young, it's old, it's thick, it's thin, it's fit, it's jiggly. It's like, it's so much different shit. So it's like, I can't fault my nigga if he's distracted by a woman, a, something different. But it's like, to me, it's like, when you depreciate that goddess element and now I'm just human, they're like, well, shit, it ain't nothing for me to get another human, so I'ma just risk it all. You know, that's the problem, man. Like, y'all be forgetting that we human. So y'all be having these goddess expectations from us. And then, like I said, as soon as them bad days start rolling around, it's like all of a sudden we're not worthy of the utmost respect. And that's the shit that I hate. But, <clears throat> but I think that's the difference between. Um, Fuck I, boys and real niggas. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I mean, in ways, because. <laughs> Yeah, if a dude is solid, he's solid all the time. Now, he gone, you know what I mean? He, if he dabble, he dabble because, you know, patience is a virtue and you can only be so patient with a person. Like, time time is a luxury you don't get back. So I don't like that you're connecting cheating, though, to him being oh, tired or frustrated. But I'm not saying that this situation. is like my chick, though. Like, this is where I'm trying to get with this person who is not uh reciprocating like i like it, i feel like you dig me but i just you're not wanting to commit to this oh, because you're okay. working on yourself or whatever it is that you're doing uh Shit, if she don't want to commit then it's free game like do whatever the fuck I don't you think, want i don't think it's considered cheating or stepping out or or anything like that if you guys don't have the conversation of exclusivity or whether or not we even really know where this is going. And if you're a real nigga, you're going to let her catch a whiff of another woman so you can let yep. her know you in demand. Word and up. she could be like, oh, wait a minute. Ro knows. But this my it. goddess. I don't want her to. I, that's See, we gamble, but you don't want to gamble. Mm. 
Nah, because if she's your goddess and you doing you treating her like a goddess and she's still playing fucking games with you, like I would say people call this manipulative, but I'd be like, listen, I understand you got things you working on, but I'm at a stage in my life where I would really like to be with just one woman. And it would be nice if it, if that woman could be you. Now, if you're not ready, I fully respect that. But I think that it's important for that when you are ready that you could communicate that to me so I can behave accordingly. And also be aware that Sauce. just because you decide six months from now that you finally are ready, that doesn't necessarily mean that I may be in this space where I even want to be ready for you. So take that, so into, take consideration. that into consideration so that moving forward, you can decide how long you're going to take because I may be here in six months, but I may very well not be. I may find another goddess. And that's not nothing personal against you. It's just that I have to do what makes sense for me and my personal life, you know, but at the same time, I want to respect you. So that plants the seed in her head that it's like, yo, bitch, this could all be yours if you're ready. But if you're not ready, don't too. step to me with your bullshit when you see that I'm still doing me. You know what I mean? And and that's the way I would handle it. Now, feel free to use any and all of that if you like. We're good with the words and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's important <laughs> to be more vocal. That's I why think, we offer our services. Yeah, yeah. It's important to be more vocal. I think that's where guys kind of like, have a hard time with they don't realize that being vocal actually gets them a long way i've known niggas that i've never even been attracted to and they got their vocal game on point i'm like yes bitch we doing this mm -hmm. yeah y'all gotta um like y'all gotta start finessing the convos like do some you gotta be like mufasa in the game not the death the part but everything else. <laughs> <laughs> all right now now on that though, what the man is this then? Why is that those conversations so difficult? Like I hear everything both you you're saying, but more likely than than not, the if a guy approaches a woman in this way, she's gonna have find some difficulty in expressing like what that stage is because not want to hurt a feeling or whatever the shit is. But then also a male will also not want to approach it that way because he really don't want to lose. Like this, this what catch that he believes he has. Like this nah, is a difficult a conversation for anyone in pursuit to have. Listen, first of all, women naturally are very expressive. So if she's not being expressive when you're stepping to her with this shit, she's not feeling the that kid. means she ain't feeling you. So yeah. I'm just being 100 with y'all mm. off rip. Like I'm just being a buck because if homie steps to me like that, I just feel like just naturally we're going to have that response system that even if we don't respond in the moment, we're going to give you some sort of response if we genuinely want the same thing. If we don't want the same thing, that's when we're going to beat around the bush. Make we're excuses. not going to respond. We're going to make excuses. That means like we ain't feeling you. That so, should be a clear indicator to you that that is what you're the answer that you're looking for. She's clearly making excuses when you're being extremely vocal with her, which means that she's not feeling you. Now, if she's expressive back, then... That's also a clear indicator. Now, there are times, and I, I know this as well, that there are times that people have gone through certain traumas and they don't necessarily not feel you, but they don't want to step so quickly into a, a, another scenario. And in that time, that's when you give you decide if you want to give that person time or not. But you got to be real with yourself. Like, if we've been caking it three months and you still haven't let me smash, or if we've been, I've been taking you on dates and we've been, caking it but you won't let me be your man and it's been six months then it's like 
you got to look at yourself. You always got to make yourself the priority. That's where the self-love comes in. Like, I love myself enough to know that I'm not going to keep throwing my money at this bitch and keep treating her like a queen if she ain't ready to step into the position. Word up. You know what I mean? So you got to treat yourself better than you willing to treat this bitch. I'm just being real with you. As for why men have a hard time having difficult uh, conversations with women is because you guys subconsciously know that women are emotional creatures. And it's scientifically proven that men struggle when women start to respond to things emotionally. In fact, it's said that when a woman starts to cry, that something like like it affects you guys like mentally. mentally. Yeah. Oh, I'm a sociopath. So now. Well, okay. Well, then what's the problem here? Like, go, bitch, we doing this or not? You know? See ya. A hey, I, I didn't say I can't care. have it. I'm just saying yeah. I know. Like my No, but like, that's why most men can't do it, though. Yeah. I, it's I, Yeah, no, what you said is right. I Like, I even tell my friend, like, the only reason you won't do this because you're just afraid. Like, you're afraid of the snapback. And it's like, it's not worth it to you. So you just... You just, and that fear is unattractive. Y'all got to stop and realize you're fucking kings. But you got to act like that king. Like, like be that man. And if you are going to step to me on some shit, like you want to be my man, you got to be ready to be a man. Word up. Don't be acting like a boy. Don't be like, yo, I don't got a whip. Yo, I ain't got a job. Yo, I can't take you out to eat because I can't afford it. Like that to me is like, I could fuck. I, I remember when I was younger and money was tight and, you know, if we have to split a pack of oodles and noodles, like I was with that shit. But if we're both like in our thirties, we both have had enough time to establish careers, figure things out. We're on separate life paths. You're stepping to me wanting to date me, but you don't have the resources to effectively date a woman like me. Then I feel like that's you being out of your league and you have no business dating. What you need to be doing is focusing your energy on fucking bettering your situation before you trying to step into my life and fuck my shit up, homie. And if you want more of this, you can listen to Zero and Rome podcast. But be on some kink shit. If you like, yo, I got my own job. I got my own cribbo. I got my own whip. I got extra money to where I could show shorty a good time every now and then and treat her right. If she don't want this, then it's her loss. Because the truth is, is that there's so many women out there that wish they had a good nigga. If that wasn't the truth, then why are so many bitches dating niggas that are in prison right now? And yo, to kind of like play off of that, though, another thing that guys don't know that this is just some insight um women love confidence like extre- like they extremely are infatuated with confidence and there is a thin line between confidence and cocky so you have to be very weird be weary of that because cocky can come off very unattractive yeah but if you if you basically fake it till you make it like yo i'm definitely the nigga that that would do right by you i'm definitely the nigga that would you know, better your life. Women definitely are attracted to that. And I feel like the good way to balance cockiness and confidence is make sure that you celebrate her more or as much as you celebrate yourself. Mm. Uh Okay. Talk to him. Talk to him. We we just some old bitches. We know shit. You would never know looking at her pictures though, though. It's not melanin. Okay. Okay. Talk your shit. Queens. All right, queens. There, there you go. There you go. I'm, 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 y'all had some topics. Y'all go because y'all gonna beat me up and everybody gonna okay. be mad. I'll go. So because I agree, I agree with a lot of what y'all said. But go ahead. All right, I want to call this little segment. Am I an asshole? Mm. 
Yes, the answer. I mean, is yeah. yeah. I can't, what's the next segment? <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I asked this is because I read a story today, and basically the synopsis is that there was a kid named Ab City, spelled A B C D E. No, I got some for that. I got some that, for that gets mocked for her name. Now these are white people, and um, so what happened was they went to the airport. I think I don't want to misquote the airline Southwest Airlines in California. One of the fucking stewardess ladies mm-hmm. saw the name on the boarding pass that it said A B C D E, mm-hmm. and they were joking about it. I guess this child is also special needs, so they got <gasps> that preliminary like boarding yeah. situation. So she was like kind of laughing at it and called it out and everyone was laughing at the kid. And then she even took a picture and I think posted it on her social media. Oh, my God. So the mom's bugging out like, yo, a five-year-old girl shouldn't be made fun of about her name and blah, blah, blah. And it's a big deal to where the airline had to fucking offer their most sincere apologies. Did they give the money back? I don't fucking know. But I just want to know if I'm an asshole because I feel like, son... If you name your kid A, B, C, D, E, you are asking for it. And I just feel like I could have easily made that same mistake that the Southwest Airline person would have made. I would have been like A, B, C, D, E. And how do I pronounce that? Okay. Mm. Uh, Is this a real name? Um, I think that one, you are a little bit of an asshole for thinking that. I think that too. I I personally don't think that you would take it that far. You wouldn't have posed with the child and then put it on your. No, social no, no. She media. took a picture of the boarding pass. Okay, would you have done that? I don't know if I would have posted it on social media because I feel like that's the that's sure way to get fuck. fired. It's your job, my but nigga. if you laugh at that name, if you like give a reaction to that name, are you an asshole? Can you? Do you feel like you could legit look at that boarding pass and have zero reaction at all, bro? Well, look here. I got a fun fact for you. Sit okay. back, people. Enjoy this. So my uh my my kid's mother is is a teacher. And what three years ago, she had a kid in her class named Absidy. Shut up. No. Is it the same kid? I, so I wanted to know where was this past. I saw this story earlier and I meant to look for it. And I just sent her uh, a screenshot. That oh, so, oh, Okay. So I just, when you brought that up, I sent her a screenshot. She just replied. She said, that name has got so popular. First time I heard and had a student was when my daughter stayed daycare here in San Antonio. Like Texas? that is a name. Yeah, this was in Texas, but it was they were flying back to El Paso, Texas. This might be the same kid. Yeah, no. let, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because she teaches, or at that time she was like a a a um I don't know what they call it. it was like an assistant for handicapped kids. Teacher's aid. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She's One of special those. needs. Oh my god, this is the same kid. You know what? I love irony like this. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, I got to send it to her, and I was got distracted. And then you said that. Said I got to send this shit She's to her right now. She's five years old. Um, that is great. Her name's Absidy Redford. Uh, but you said white kid. This is a Mexican Hispanic. Wow. That's interesting. Hold on. Let me make sure. Was she white? Listen, Sin. at the end of the day, I think you're an asshole. 
I think you're an asshole. I think that if you are looking at this passport, yes, granted, at first I would probably chuckle a little bit. I'd probably like A, B, C, D, E. Like I'd probably say that. But then it's clear that you should not in your workplace take a picture of something that may get you fired, may get you in trouble. And like you you literally look like an asshole. Yeah, I agree. I, like I think I think post was taking it too far. When you do it at your workplace, I see yeah, because I know when I do shit at work, I know when I'm being an asshole. I know when I'm being a dick because I got to show somebody this crazy shit. Exactly. And I want to correct myself. I don't know if epilepsy falls in the special needs care um, category, but I'm now seeing in the article is that Absidy lives with um, epilepsy. So that's why they always pre-board the plane. Look, I mean, you know, I, I got a strong mental health um, community with my show, but I also will advocate to say, look, funny is still funny. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's no precursor to the name. See, the epilepsy, the, the special needs has nothing, needs, to, do has nothing to do with the Because you didn't know that baby had epilepsy when you popped her out the pussy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had that name picked out from the womb. I know you did. You don't know that. I wonder how I do. That is curious, though. How does that get put together? Like this, A, B, C, D, E. Because really, really, if we, we joking about it. So people, these, these are jokes and funny is funny. But you do have to feel like the parent was like, fuck it. You know, yeah, we don't Let's know do what's going to happen. something different. I feel like Apple, all those interesting guys, different names. Guys, guys, She named her child Absidy. And yes, it goes in the formation of the alphabet. However, these celebs out here are naming their kids all types of crazy shit. I'm pretty sure that they're not being made fun of. Look, I'm going to tell you, I had a kid. This is a person in my high school. She, her whole family was named after um, household appliances. Their middle names, not their first names. Mm -hmm. So like this particular girl was whatever, Clorox Thomas. Clorox, Clorox Thomas. But no bullshit. This is on the school ID. We're not doing this. I'm just telling you, this is real life things. These are facts. <laughs> wow. These is real life facts. There was a dude in my class named Dakota Wolf. He wasn't Native American. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, yes, he was. I was about to say, yes, he was. Lies. That was his name, Dakota Wolf. Had dreadlocks, uh-huh. white dude. You know, they was doing it earlier. Okay. Another dude named Halo. I'm just saying, these this is real, people. And it wasn't a video game. Just like or before and before the video game. Wow. He was named you know that what? before the game, before there was even an Xbox. Ahead of their time. Hey, gotta do it. But All yes, right. assholes. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only asshole. Yeah, you're an asshole. I'm definitely not an asshole. I would not have done that. You would have been like A, B, C, D, E. And then they would have been like, no, it's Absidy. Yeah. And then I would have been like, I do apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't get that from it. But Absidy, you are ready to board. That's it. <laughs> That's good. Man, you could do anything. I can. I could. And I wouldn't have made it. I would have made it. I would look dead in the eyes and just smirk. Like, come on. What is this? <laughs> Cause you asking to get you ask, I don't want to say you no fuck it. You asking to be made fun of, made not you particularly, not the kid. That kid didn't ask for that. Oh man! All right, that take me to another thing because some years ago there was a kid named Adolf Hitler. No sir, no sir, no. But ABCD is no, okay. Now, is that a form of child abuse? That was actually the conversation that was had at the time. Is I these, think so. 
I think so. I think that you kind of, it's not, it's not per se the norm child abuse that we would speak about like regularly, but I think like you're kind of setting your child up for bullying and picking and failure because when you first see that name, you automatically have a negative connotation to it. So you're going to assume certain things of the parents and that family just by the name. It just, it creates a visual picture in your mind as soon as you yeah. like hear the name. So it's like your kid's going to be prejudged before they unfairly even before exactly. anyone gets to know them. So, I mean, I don't know if I can classify it as child abuse, but it's definitely, it's like if you love your kid, why would you do that to them? You're mm. an asshole too. You should be in this segment. You're all assholes. Can Seal do a topic now? Go for it. Boom. Um, this is actually a little bit more serious because I'm not an asshole. And it's something that, um, bro, you and I have actually discussed um, a little bit. Um, I wanted to know for all of us roundtable discussion, are you overly cautious in relationships or not enough? And what are some of the flaws that you have seen by being this way? Ooh. Um, Am I, I feel like it cautious? depends. I feel like I've been overly cautious. It's ended wrong. I feel like it's I've not been cautious enough and it's ended wrong. I haven't found that sweet spot. So you're fucked is what you're saying either yeah, way. Yeah, but I feel like anytime She's trying you enter to be. A, anyway. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, I feel like anytime you enter a relationship, though, it's like a delicate balance. You have to. I feel like my. my recipe is like yo let me just make sure that regardless of how this plays out i'm good mm -hmm. like that's just my general rule of thumb and everything else i just gotta kind of let flow because if you become overly cautious you can kill a good thing or and that. not let it flourish mm -hmm. but if you're not cautious enough then you could just get played hard body bro what would you say that you are oh uh i don't know because see the way i deal with relationships is i treat everyone every relationship individually so okay. if i meet someone um i'm considerate of people's feelings quite a bit but at the same time i'm like steph curry i'll shoot a shot from anywhere so uh i'm very self-destructive like mm. i i tend to uh i can everything would be great but as soon as i feel like something's uncomfortable for me i'm just like fuck everything let's start over and uh, like I'm comfortable alone, so it makes me, uh, I like to put a lot of decisions in their hand, or I will push a situation to make them feel like they made that decision, so the door is always open for me to go, hey, you decided, you, you, you know, if I want to come back, I'm like, well, you know, that was you, if you a changed person, then and I'm with it, but I, uh, I think, I mean, I'm very open about like, I'm very self-destructive about shit. Like not even relationships, like my projects and shit, I will be going fine. And then the one thing that bothers me will make me say, fuck all this. So I, uh, I would say I I'm not cautious. cautious. I think you sound cautious uh, to a certain degree. You know, I will say this. I think I lean more cautious than not cautious. Don't you feel like everybody should start off kind of cautious until the person earns the right for you to kind of let that wall or that guard down over time. Yeah. In a perfect world, I would say that that's definitely the right way to go. That's why I feel like it's so hard to answer this question because I'm like, 
if I'm with someone that I feel like I have to be cautious with, I'm going to be cautious all the time. But if I'm like, yo, I ain't got nothing to worry about with such and such. Oh, man. My wall could be all the way down. Yeah, but then there could be situations like for me, with me, for example, I tend to be overly cautious and I do understand why that may affect my relationships. And it's because I bring all these past traumatic experiences into new situations, which is something that I'm still working on. But I always in the back of my head think like, well, I've seen a situation like this before and I'm automatically putting that situation into my current situation and it's not okay to be that way. But then facts, facts, but facts. then I'm also I'm fucked clearly because not only do I bring these past traumatic situations into my current space, but also even when I see red flags in the current situation, I make excuses for it. Yo, yo, let me tell you guys what I think. And this shit may be completely wrong. All right. This has come from someone who's almost lost their life. So listen up. Oh, shit. Preach. Life is short. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got to treat every relationship, whether it's romantic or not. Like, just enjoy the moment. This moment could either be very short or it could be very long, depending on how you treat it. That's- you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the way I've been approaching things. It could be a very long moment if the shit just works, it gels, we have mutual respect for one another, or it could be very short if it's just not meant to be. And I'm completely comfortable and okay with both situations. See, I, I kind of lean with that because I will always, uh, I'm very quick to be like, look, the moment that you feel, like the moment a person feels a certain way towards me that's negative, like in a relationship, go be somewhere else. Because I feel like once you start to doubt me, you don't stop doubting me. Regardless, even if I'm in the right or not. Feelings ever. So I'm always about like, go be happy. Like, if if that doesn't, if that means not being with me, go be happy. Like, that's going to be more important to you in the long haul. Because if we, if you're not happy and we're doing this dance, then at some point I'm going to get exhausted because I'm going to be able to feel that you're not happy. If you're willing to let someone go that easily, then that means that they weren't for you because you ain't going to be like, oh, you ain't happy, then go be happy. You're, I am, I though, feel like if because I, I'm self-destructive. I feel like if I love you and you're giving me feedback and I'm like, you know what? I can work on that. You know what? I can try to change that. But if it's like if it's something I know I can't change and it's something I can't work on, then I'm willing to let you go. I feel like it's not always a let you go situation. It's kind oh, of no, contingent not always, upon but I think that, the topic at hand. But for you to say, like, maybe you don't really love this person if you're willing to just I think that love should it's not necessarily in all aspects that way, but it should be selfless. But he said he's sh- always the type that'll let them go. If, she, if he sees that they're not happy and being with him makes them unhappy, then he's willing to just let that be. I think it depends on the subject at hand. If someone expresses to you they're not happy about something and you're willing to work on or change that thing. Well, yeah, if we're talking about something that can be itemized, sure. You know, if, he, if it's who he is as a person and they're not. Oh, saying, yeah. See ya. Yeah. It's you're kind of here. like, OK, well, goodbye. True love should be like go find something. Like if I yeah, if I love you and, and I really care about you, I care about your happiness and that's not with me, yeah, it's gonna suck for me. I'm you know, that that would suck. But at the end of the day, I can't say that I love you and I wanna see you happy and then that happiness is only uh what they say, uh, it's only conditioned by being with me, then that's not real. Cause that's not mm-hmm. that's it's only a condition that I wanna see your happiness. Word. Right. And that's like, I'm not that person. But that's also because, again, I'm 
good with being alone. Like it's plenty of times where I've let shit go and I still dwell on like, should I have, you know, did that? But that goes back to this thing of like being in a moment. Like I, I don't want to be constantly feeling like, you know, I know that a person can go. I know that there will, there's always the potential for someone leaving. So if I know that, then that makes the landing of that much softer for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that, was that a bar? Did I hit y'all with a bar or not? Yeah, you're you sure right. did. Okay, shit. I just gotta Both. make sure I get one in. It is the my show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't need my permission. All right. You know, Ro knows what he's talking about. Ro knows. I try a little bit. I just be fucking around. I just be fucking yeah. around. Yeah. Um, we both only have one more topic each. I don't know if you wanted to throw one in the mix. Nah, you got it. I'm 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 rocking. I'm rocking. Okay. <laughs> my prep was low. So <laughs> Okay. So my next topic is part of a segment that is called This Can't Be Real Life. This I just told you somebody's name was Clorox. So you yeah, got to be way more unbelievable than that. It definitely is. All right. Let me read the headline. Say what now? Woman farts in line at Dollar General, then pulls a knife on a man who complained about it. Lies. Bro. Was that Florida? That sounds like some Florida shit. There's only two people in the world that are that crazy. If you come from the Bronx. It was in Florida. Or you're from Florida. <laughs> it was in Bam. Florida, bro. Bam. I believe it. Broward. Wow. There you According go. According to a Broward Sheriff's Office complaint affidavit, Shanetta Yvette Wilson, 37, was in the checkout line at the Dollar General store. And um, the guy, the customer, his name was John Walker. He was standing next to her got into a verbal dispute in reference to the defendant farting loudly. Wilson, the lady, allegedly pulled a small look lockback knife from her purse. She opened the knife and told the victim she was going to gut him. Like the fart coming out her tummy. While doing so, she pulled back her right hand with the knife as if she was going to attack the victim. Walker was in fear that he was going to get stabbed by the defendant. After the police were called, Wilson was found by deputies in the area um, and was identified, you know, the victim. She was arrested and taken to a detention facility in Pompano Beach. Her bail was set at $2,500. Yo. I'm going to tell you what's the most important part to me that wasn't stated. I wanted to know what she had. What was she checking like what she out? Was with? Buying? Yeah, I want to know. Maybe but, she was on her period. Mm, because when you go to Dollar General, I don't know if y'all frequent do- the Dollar General or not. But you don't, yeah. when you go to Dollar General, you just got an arm full of shit. So when you stop yeah. everything to pull out your knife, I'm curious what else you had. That's true. Because they don't really have conveyor belts at Dollar General. Yeah. Right? She's just sitting there like, okay, motherfucker, I got you. I got you with your... I wonder what... Then I wonder what his statement was. She probably was having a really, really bad day. Or she had some mental health issues, which I don't want to make fun of that. But, um, oh, you know, I've had some interactions... I've had interactions with crazy people like this in my line of work. Yo, crazy people are strong. You got to watch out. Yo, it's like... 
the moment you think you're going to check someone and then they turn up to knife status, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you got to reevaluate your gangsta after that. And that just makes you think like, damn, I can't even call out niggas for farting no more. <laughs> it just makes you think about everything. We live in a new world. What At what point are you sitting up like, I got college nigga out for farting though? Yo, if you fart in my bubble, which probably means you're standing too close. But if I'm close enough to where your fart cloud can travel to my bubble, then I feel I have the right to say something. But what do you say? Because it's one of those things. It it happened already. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? <laughs> really? Nah, I'm not saying shit. I wouldn't say shit either. I ain't saying shit, fam. I would stay quiet. I'd be like, Because the person that farts myself. like that in public, that clearly, clearly uh, is with the shit. Like, all right. Word up, word up. They don't give a fuck about Yo, life, period. I got a story, right? So I was in like middle school and I had this homegirl that had the deadliest farts, dead ass. Like I've never smelled farts like this ever in life. So we were in the library, which just so happened to be in the basement of the school. She's like, yo, I got a fart. You know, she like let the squad know, like the, the mini crew. Right. Like, yo, I'm about to fart. So I'm like, oh, shit, this bitch is going to fart. I just thought it was going to be her regular smelly ass fart. We was going to walk away <laughs> and go, go about her life. That shit was loud as fuck, wasn't it? Yo, it had no smell. But the smell was so bad that the whole the library loud, the smelled it. Wait, what? The sound wasn't loud. The, you, it was a silent killer, bro. Oh, okay. But it smelled so bad that the whole library smelled it. And everyone was like, all you heard was a wave of echoes saying, oh, my gosh, what is that? Oh, my gosh, what is that? Everybody in the library was just like, like evacuating the library, asking what it was. And we knew who. And what it was, but did Yo, she know? Like, did she? Yeah, she was laughing so hard. She was like turning red. Like she was so embarrassed, but it was so funny at the same time. That's bad. And the thing that's so funny, bro, is that fast forward, she's a nurse now, right? And sometimes on Facebook, I'll see her other like nurse fellow nurses. Um, Tag her in memes that have to do with farts. So clearly she still has some like some issues. things never change. I mean, if she's a nurse, just go knock on one of them doors. Say, hey, look, I got a problem. My asshole leaks a little bit. <laughs> it's really bad, bro. It's so bad. Like you can't be in the profession of getting your health figured out without your health figured out. That's not Word true. Up. There's yeah. a lot of obese doctors out there trying to tell people how to live their lives. I ain't never seen an obese doctor. I, I've seen obese, I, I'm trying I've to think. I don't nurses. think I've ever seen an obese doctor either. What? I've seen obese nurses or like uh, LPN, CNAs, but I've never seen an obese doctor. I've seen overweight doctors and I've seen obese doctors. You need to change your doctors. That you I'm not saying that. I don't think there's I a doctor. Don't you don't you remember the um my seven hundred pound life or one of them yeah. TLC shows? Yeah. The doctor that was on that shit was fat as fuck, and no, I'm like, he huh? wasn't. Yo, we talking about we not talking about the, the same show. The glasses. He was not that big, my nigga. You exaggerating? He was my like a hundred pounds overweight, no, bro. No, he wasn't. Yo, off, don't make like, me pull this yo, shit pull up. That nigga yo. up. I think like, overweight is one thing, but obese is different. 
Yeah, me too. He, he definitely was overweight. Okay, we can call him fat, right? All right. He was chunk- I'm with it. The fat I- shouldn't consult the fat, is what I'm saying. There's a difference between fat consulting obese. Like, yeah. He's like, I, he's like, he's like, listen, I may be borderline, but I'm letting you know. And he was mean with it, fam. You he was like, be mean sometimes. He was like 5'8 and 280. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. You're only saying like, because you're like 4'11. Bitch, what? I'm five feet tall and okay. I know I'm fat. Like, so we ain't got to tell me into this. Whoa, you took that shit somewhere else. Yo, but all I'm saying is like, um, fat leading to fat is kind of funny. And what we're saying is, if you want more of this, then visit <laughs> Zero. <laughs> but uh, I feel like if you... If you just have a fart problem, don't let that hold you back from your nursing dreams, you know? No, no. Because I don't want no confusion. I don't want, like, to be being checked on and then she fart and they ask me, am I okay? That wasn't me. (laughs) First of all. Those are farts to be proud of, in my opinion. Clearing out libraries, fam. Libraries are usually pretty big, if you ask me. You clear out a library. Why was she, what was she studying on? I don't know. I don't know, man. I wish I remembered. Well, at least it was silent because you know you want to keep the library quiet, but... Hey, I was just thinking of a joke to go like that and you beat me to it. All right, Rob, I see you. Well, I don't know, but, you know, she came in with that loud. But I, these jokes don't write themselves. I can, you know, I, I feel you. Yeah, I feel yeah, you. That's yeah, back that to back. Good, guys. good job. All right. All right. Well, I got this. We, we'll do this. What, what made y'all decide that y'all were the ones to start your own podcast? Uh, CEO and I have been friends for a really long time and we've had a lot of one-on-one conversations that have resulted in belt bursting laughter, (laughs) peeing on my pants, um, peeing on my pants all the time. Mm. Um, so much so that when we are going to go out for the night, she would say things like, okay, so before we go out, I know this is going to be funny and I'm hanging out with you. So I'm going to put a pad on. I Not because put a she pad has a on. period. I got to avoid drinking. And then this bitch will be out and about and she'll be like, why aren't you drinking anything? You got to drink. That's not healthy. And I'm like, bitch, I'm trying not to drink because you're going to make me pee my pants. I just know it's going to happen. Because that brings the funny. But the thing <laughs> is that like when you have those really good conversations, it's like, yo, like I wish there was a way we could record this. I wish there was a way for other people to experience and to see this like this shit's better than TV. And it just got to a point where it's like, yo, we should start a podcast. It was actually an ongoing joke for a really long time. Every time we would lose it and just literally be laughing to the point where you have no air or no sound coming out of you because you're laughing so hard. We were like, oh, my God, like other people need to hear this shit. Yeah. And then I was like, we just need to do a podcast. I think we talked about it for at least a year before we did it, started doing it. For sure. Because a lot of people try and a lot of people stop. You know, because yeah. they think that everyone like here, for instance, uh, where I'm at, like a lot of people will start one and then they get like 10 shows in and realize like, oh, like these friends of mine won't always show up every week and, well, and record I think that's this. Another thing that we kind of decided from the very beginning, um, we kind of told ourselves that if we were going to go into this, we were going to go into it full throttle. We were not going to take any breaks. We were not going to half-ass it. We were going to go and be consistent because we live in a microwave society. And the moment that someone forgets about you and then picks up on someone else, that's it. It's a wrap for you. So you have to be consistent and kind of stay in their face. And then another thing is like, 
that's a contingency. So it's like if you're if the entertainment value of your show is contingent upon you having a guest, then you're always going to be at the mercy of having to find a guest. And you have to do that every week or depending on how frequent your show is. So the thing is that being that we're not a guest driven show, we're going to bring entertainment every week regardless. It's like we're not at the mercy of having to task ourselves with finding guests every fucking week. We'll have them every now and then. But with or without a guest, like the show's still gonna be popping. Right. That's uh that's actually one of the main things I I I, I will tell other people is like there's like for me I, it I went fifty 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 kind of famous episodes basically fifty plus podcasts before I even talked about relationships because I I thought it would it, it was important that I didn't have like this crutch of like being of talking about you know basically why men and women disagree um because i just thought it would be easy so i said to myself like i want to consciously never talk about that and when i did talk about it it would be like important but then i wanted to have guests but uh, like you guys not want to feel like i have to lean on having a guest every week um in order to have a conversation i feel like you uh tariq nasheed like when i look at guys like you and then i see people who tell me oh i'm not podcasting anymore because i can't find a partner i just feel like if you're passionate about it and you feel like you have a message and you have talent you want to share with the world you find a format you find a way to figure it out if you're like i want to podcast badly but i can't find a partner don't let that stop you and if you can't figure out how to do it then study other people that are the one man show and develop that skill and do whatever it is you want to do the moment that you put your destiny in the hands of another man you're doomed facts of life that's another bar uh but yeah my i i started with a purpose like i had a whole point of reason why i want to start it's just another branch of things that i was doing but it allowed me like i always said with my podcast i was always gonna talk in my voice like i wasn't like i do filmmaking stuff and i go do q a's and then i got a whole shit and like they see a certain version family friendly version of me because of what they think who they think i am and i said when i started this podcast like this will be my voice so if any of the white people i'm always in front of heard it like like you would listen and go oh he's black black like he's for real black he's not like you know he just can speak well in front of a group and and that was the most important thing to me. But I said to myself, like, I was going to purposely, like, cater to a uh, a black audience as well, because that is the hardest group to get and keep. Yeah, I feel like for me, this has been a big struggle because I've developed so many great connections, like on the corporate side, not just with my job, but I've gone to these like really like affluent business conferences and I've rubbed shoulders with some really like serious, like conservative people in the game. And I'm like, yo, if I start doing this podcast and people from those circles catch wind of this, they're going to be like, yo, this bitch is ratchet. And then I'm like, are they even going to still want to deal with me? I don't know, but it's like, I'm at a stage in life where it's like, you know, we all have those two sides to us. Mm. Even white people do. Yeah. Like the ones that say nigger at the kitchen table, but won't say it to your face. Yeah, that's a side. I feel like, that's a side. Yeah, I feel like everybody has the A side and everybody has the B side. And it's like, 
This podcast is me letting my hair down, being unapologetically myself. And I feel like if you decide as an adult to tune into a podcast that may not necessarily cater to your interests, but you're just tuning in with the intentions to like criticize, criticize and be a part of something that's not meant for you, then I'm gonna let you deal with that accordingly, because it's like. This podcast is meant for who it's meant for. Right. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, we definitely came into the situation saying exactly the same thing, which was we wanted to we wanted to be ourselves, period. We wanted to whoever was listening to kind of feel like a fly on the wall with two girlfriends just being girlfriends talking about the things that they normally would talk about. And you just having insight for that moment of what it is that's being discussed. Like being vulnerable. Yeah, you can agree with it if you want to. You can disagree with it if you want to. And we're so okay with you disagreeing. Write us in. Tell us your point of view. We're open-minded enough to listen to that and maybe even discuss it moving forward. Yeah, I'm not trying to be an authority figure. I'm not trying to change your mind on what you feel. At the end of the day, that's the problem with this society is that there's not enough communicating. There's not Mm. enough different of expressions and understanding. We listen to try and prove a point to you on why you're wrong and so of just learning from your own opinion and i think that it adds so much value for men because men get like again to be the fly on the wall and see the shit that women really talk about well at least women like us you know because i i understand i can't represent the face of every woman out there but there's a lot of women that relate to us and that as for other women unfortunately there's women out there that can't find good girlfriends so i feel like for those who don't really have that BFF yeah, that, let us be that, for that you. stimulates their mind. That's funny. That's all that stuff. I feel like they, they turn on this show and it fills that void for them, whether they just relocated to a new town mm-hmm. or they haven't had luck or they're a bit introverted or whatever the case is, it gives them a sense of community, I guess. And I really, I really like that we can be that for them to help make them feel normal. Like when people are like, yo, I thought I was the only one that dealt with that. You know, that that makes me want to share more, you know, and, and those are the awesome things that I really enjoy. And those are all the intentions that we had in mind when we started this thing. So it's working out pretty well. Boom. Well, that is Zio and Rome of the Zio and Rome podcast that you can uh, hear more topics like this or kind of maybe on um uh on their podcast on all podcast streaming platforms and this is why they are uh allegedly the uh greatest podcast of 2018 is that what you say what's the undisputed Undisputed. okay okay there's some dispute out there but well if you'd like to dispute it it, you can go ahead and email us at zionrome at gmail.com all right now, before I wrap this up and end it, I'm bringing back something that because I normally would like play a, a song that I like. Uh, I'm going to go with something I did at the beginning when I used when I that I used to do early on with the podcast. And I would ask my guests, what are they listening to and what are they watching? So, OK, between both of you, give me a show that you're watching and uh, a song or album that you're listening to. So we're picking one. Yeah. Each. Okay. Oh, one each. All right. So, Zio on the mic. I am currently, oh, I'm such a documentary whore. Um, I watch anything that is documentary, documentary related. But as of late, I'm also, well, not as of late. I'm always into mushy shit. But I've, all, I've been watching the show This Is Us, which makes me cry every episode. But that's neither here nor there. 
And um, as far as music, um, nothing really new that's been on my replay list besides um, her. I don't know if anyone has heard of her, but I've been listening to her a lot. And also Snow Allegra. If you guys have not listened to Snow Allegra and are into like a 90s vibe, I suggest for you guys to listen out. Now, everyone's watching This Is Us, or a lot of people watch this. Give us one of them documentaries you watch. What's what's the last good one you watch? Ooh, Ancient History. Like, anything that's alien-related, I am all over it. All over it. Rome, what you got? Shows. Um, I like a lot of different shit, but um, (laughs) I'm going to be real. The one that has my attention right now is Loving Hip Hop New York. I gotta, I gotta keep it a buck. That's my guilty pleasure. She likes to live vicariously through other people's drama. Yeah. And, but I don't really watch that much TV. Yeah, you don't. Um, As far as music, like Afrobeat and grime music has been in heavy rotation for me. One of my favorite songs right now, which isn't new, it's called London Town by Giggs and Mr. Easy. I think there's some like African UK dudes. Though they're like really big in the UK. That shit goes hard, fam. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a, for me, I'm watching. Well, I'm about to watch this um, show based on another podcast called Up and Vanished. Uh, So I'm going to get on that and I'm going to get on, uh, what is is this other one? Not Dr. Death. Ah, Fuck. I can't, I'm not going to think of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm about to watch. I've been watching and trying to finish American Horror Story. And man, what's the song? I don't, it was a song I had queued up that I was going to play. I might still end up playing it. Have you watched Mr. Robot? I used to when it first came along, but not. It got weird, right? Yeah. You know? I'm oh one of the people, like, the last show that I watched every season of was House. And after that, I'm like, oh, look, man, you I get two that. seasons out of me, and then we got to wrap it up. It's just too it's too hard to stay with uh, a show now for me. You know what? There was one show that broke my heart, and after that, I never gave any show that level of love and affection ever again. And that was Heroes. Oh, wow, that's really old, friend. Mm-hmm. Man. And then I almost loved another show just as much, and it broke my heart again. Um, that was The Walking Dead. Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about it. I haven't even watched this season because I'm afraid of what's going to happen, and I hear stories, and I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's another one of those shows I gave up early. And, like, I come back to it from time to time. I'm like, nah, I just can't commit. Yeah, it's like it doesn't even make sense anymore. Here we go. Sinead Harnett. S i n e a d. Harnett, H-A-R-N-E-T-T. If You Let Me is the song. We'll end with that song. That'll be a song we're playing. If You Let Me. I just, you know, randomly discovered her through Spotify because I'm one of those people who, like, I will look at artists similar to. And then she came from listening to Sango, which didn't I play that? Yeah, I played that last week. So, or I don't know when I played it, but I played it. And she was a part of his, uh, for, for, People who listen to this, they also like her. I just picked it. She had a few jams. She's cute as fuck, too. All right. Hello. <laughs> what did you say? Who? He or her? It's a girl, right? Okay. She's a... 
I, I mean, it's a progressive America. I really don't know what she is. But. Listen, it's whatever you're into. She's cute as fuck. Yeah. So the track that we'll be playing or ending the show with is If You Let Me. I thought it was a young, good banger. So that's what we end with. So I appreciate y'all two coming on the show. Thank you Thanks so for much having for having us. us. And uh, you can find them, Zio Rome, X-I-O, and Rome, like uh, the place, <laughs> podcast. We'll have links in the description so you can find it easily through, uh, I'm going to say go to Spotify because that's where I like to tell people to go. But you can listen okay. to wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, this is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. Tell your mama I said hi. There's so much space in this bed. These sheets go from us. Dreams of your smile. I don't want to be just a memory. And I don't want to feel your wings break free. Because without you, I'm lost in the breeze. Gotta be strong now I gotta show you how I love you like I've never ever loved somebody Famous? Why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?